For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Over all the true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited about today because I love to read and I love books anyway. But I had the great good fortune to meet this author, and she is a new friend for me, and I, I just can't wait to share her with you. Sandra Merville Hart, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Kathy. I'm really happy to be with you and your audience today. I'm just so excited you're here because I, I know so much of your story, and I can't wait to share it with other people. I know it's going to encourage a bunch of moms out there who are trying to raise creative kids and their kids are coming up with all these stories and they're wondering what do I do with all this imagination and energy and you're here to answer that for us because in this episode you're going to share your story but before you do that I have to save just two minutes I really there's not enough time to go over all the bio that I have on Sandy For instance, she is an award-winning Amazon best-selling author. She's written a book called A Stranger on My Land, which was an IRCA finalist in 2015 and a Christian Small Publishing Book of the Year in 2016 finalist. And it's part of the Civil War romance series. But the book we're going to talk about, and I'm probably just going to have to do this on a separate show, is I want to talk about A Rebel in My House because that's the first book I read that you've written, and that one has a long list of awards, too, like the 2018 Illumination Silver Award and a finalist in the 2018 Faith, Hope, and Love Reader's Choice Award. You've written another book, A Musket in My Hands, which will come out in November of this year. Sandy, you're just busy. Oh, I, I really am. I know. <laughs> I don't know the half of it, but but thank you for saying all those kind words. Well, one of the things I loved, I mean, you have all these magazine articles and short stories, novellas that you've participated in, but one of my favorite lines when I pulled this up was, Sandra Merville Hart loves to uncover little-known yet fascinating facts about our American history to include in her stories and drags her husband along on all her adventures. Thankfully, he also enjoys these fact-finding missions. I think it's such a great... I know. I love that line. That was great. I think it's so sweet of him to to uh, humor your your quest for knowledge and history, and I'm so grateful for that because I loved your books. 
for one reason, one reason I love that book is all the history that's included in it. And it's so easy to read. As you know, the next day after I had read it, I read it overnight, by the way, which is kind of a compliment, but is also kind of the way I do it. But I, uh, it's a big compliment, you know, that you couldn't put it down. I couldn't so much for that. I couldn't put it down. And that is my MO. I have to discipline myself not to read compulsively because I just love reading and I do read books from cover to cover and so I don't start one unless I know I have time to finish it and after I met you I was just dying to read your book so I did and I read it cover to cover it was so it was such a page turner but my favorite part was when I closed the last page I actually felt smarter than when I started the book (laughs) oh wow thank you so much it, it, it has a lot of history in it I don't usually feel that way. I love history anyway, and so and I don't I don't generally indulge in anything that looks like the cover might be a romance novel because I just have so much reading I need to do and want to do that I don't I don't go that direction very often. But I saw your cover and I thought, oh, that looks like a beach book, and it was really a fun plot. So I didn't want to get off on that though. I really want to I want my listeners to get to. We'll talk some more about that. We'll come back to that. But what I want to talk about now is one of the things you shared in this. I heard you, I got to hear you give a speech. And one of the things you shared in that speech really got to my heart. And so that's really why I invited you on the show. I couldn't wait to have you on because you shared about feeling that you've been locked in a box. And I, fe- I felt that way. And I think a lot of creative people do. And so I wanted you to share that story and tell us a little bit about your childhood and growing up. Oh, sure. Well, um, I I fell in love with books in the third grade. When my, um, the first time I was ever went to a library was when I was in the third grade. Uh, our weekly, we went there. Uh, t- my teacher took our class there. And I remember um, not knowing what, what to think about all these books that were on the shelf. The librarian suggested that I start with books biographies and I started reading those and then I remember one day asking her where did these books come from and she said authors write them authors are people whose job it is to write books and I said people write them she just astounded me I want to be a people who writes books I want to be an author I still remember my sense of wonder discovery and i told all my friends that authors wrote books most of them didn't know that (laughs) is so funny that's hilarious i wanted to to write books from the time i was in the third grade i love that i wrote my first book while i was in the sixth grade i still remember the title the mystery of a missing diamond ring Oh, I love I bet that was a good story, too, Sandra. Have you ever thought of publishing that one? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It was, it was a long time ago, but, but it, was, it is fun to remember and, and that, that I actually started that young. And wow. I, didn't, uh, I only had one person who encouraged me, my English teacher. Oh. And unfortunately, she had no time to read my story. She gave it to my homeroom teacher, um, and I was I was very scared and anxious while I was waiting for him to read it. Oh. And he read it, 
and he returned it to me, and he said, I read it. He had absolutely no encouragement for wow. me. And I, even at the age of 12, I knew what that meant, that it wasn't any good. You know and what? then I, my dad, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I think, I think a lot of kids suffer with this. I remember, I don't know if you had those, I forget what they're called, but there's some kind of a box, and there was called, like, accelerated readers. And yeah. so... As a, as a kid, we had accelerator readers, and I loved the stories, but because you had to keep up with all that accounting part of it, of how many you'd read and when, I thought I was a bad reader, and it wasn't, and I probably am a little dyslexic, but it wasn't until years later I realized I was probably the second fastest reader in the class. There was probably only one other kid that was actually reading faster than me, but I didn't know that, so I thought I was a bad reader. But I love to read, and and I got to tell you, this is it's amazing to me that anybody could go to the library and then go back to homeroom and tell the other kids that authors write books. I can't imagine that kids experience that. I I just my mother loved to read so much that she has stories about from her childhood reading with a flashlight under the covers and she told us those stories and we would sneak flashlights under our covers and read till all hours of the night and we never got there were a lot of things we did i got in tons of trouble actually i was a very creative child but um that one thing we never got in trouble for she caught us reading under the covers it was okay I I did that too. I took a flashlight to bed so I could read after the lights went out, but uh, I kept getting caught, and I did get in trouble. (laughs) Well, to my mother's credit, she never fussed at us about that. She, I think, she really was proud of us and told us those stories to encourage and inspire us. You know, to to be readers, like. If it was a little bit naughty, that I guess that made it more exciting. Well, I interrupted you. You were fixing to tell us um, something about uh, after that. Oh, and you know what? We're fixing to have to go to break. We, we oh, only have. I know it goes so fast. So what I want to do is just quickly tell me uh, where were we in the conversation before I interrupted you. <laughs> Well, my teacher gave me no encouragement. Yes. But my dad also strongly discouraged me oh. without ever reading a word I'd written. Oh my gosh. So, okay, so that's the box you you were talking about in the speech I heard you give that being put in a box means you don't get to express your God-given creativity. Is that Did I understand that correctly? Yes. Yes. I pa- I hid my book in a drawer. And I packed away the dream. Wow. That makes me so sad. When we come back after this break, I want you to tell our listeners what you've done differently in your life since then. I want them to know just because somebody discourages you from chasing a dream does not mean the dream is over. And you are you are a shining example of how God can bring a dream back into your life and, and give you tons of success with it. So after the break, that's what I want to talk about a little bit and maybe advice you might have for moms that are raising creative kids. Um, So that's what we'll talk about when we come back. In the meantime, as we go to break, I want to be sure and thank Home Instead for presenting today's episode. And I want to mention Sandra Merville Hart has a website. Sandra, will you tell it to me real quick? I have it written here somewhere. It's sandramervillehart.wordpress.com. Perfect. Okay, and Merville is spelled M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes. And, and heart is spelled H-A-R-T. And don't yes. forget, to my listening friends, you can go to kathycraffy.com, K-R-A-F-V-E, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward, and you can find Sandra there, too, because when this is over, I'm going to make it into a podcast, and I'm going to put it on my website, so I'll have her name spelled correctly, and I'll have a link to her website, and you'll be able to find her book and everything there. You'll love her books. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Are you a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. Back, we're so glad you're here with us at Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio. And we have such a great episode today because I'm speaking to this accomplished writer, Sandra Merville Hart, and she's been sharing how circumstances and even some of the people, the adults in her life, just put her in a box and did not catch the fact that she had this natural gift God had given her to write stories. 
and then to use her stories to inspire others. I mean, what a beautiful thing. And, and I really believe that's why created, why God made us creative. He's creative himself. We're made in his image, but he also wants us to use our creativity to just bless other people. And Sandy, you do that so well in every way. So anyway, I want us to pick up where we left off. Well, I would say after, um, after my dad discouraged me strongly, um, I, I put away the dream. I packed it away in a box. Um, years passed. Years passed. And the stories, they never stopped coming. I had fun allowing them to play out in my imagination. Then I'd, then I'd return to reality. Both so have been so successful at shoving me into their box that I never considered writing them down. Oh, that's what I was going to ask next, because people always say, if you want to be a writer, you have to journal, which I never journal. I just don't have time, and it never appealed to me. But it sounds like you didn't journal either, and I know you're a very successful writer. Well, I journaled at times, I but mostly what I journaled was prayers. I would write oh. my prayers to God. Oh. That was, that's an amazing, um, you know, in it, it's, so personal between you and God, but mm-hmm. it's also a glimpse inside your heart. And you can go back and read it later mm-hmm. and see what see what um, was going on in your life at that time, and it reminds you of how God answers your prayers. Wow! It was really so. No, I didn't. I didn't journal too much except for my prayers. Well, I um, love it. I, so when it, you. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting, but my next question is, so what prompted you to take out the, take out that dream and dust it off and think to yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. Well, I I began sharing devotions uh, for our choir songs from time to time, and friends encouraged me to uh, get those published, and that, that awakened the dream. I submitted one, and I never heard back. And I crawled back into my box. Mm. But God used that to begin nudging me of my childhood dreams. Well, and so when your friend said, a choir said, why don't you publish these? I mean, that's almost the opposite of what your teachers had said. Yeah, it was encouragement. It was it was the first encouragement I'd received in years. How and old were you? Really were you... In, were you in your thirties? Oh, my my, da- my daughter was in elem- uh She was probably in early elementary school. Wow! That so th- that encouraging word was so delayed in coming, Sandy. I mean, to me, there's just so much. There's such a a lesson in that for all of us not to hesitate to give people an encouraging word, no matter how old they are. Yes, and and my part of my problem was I didn't. I didn't have self-esteem. I, you know, people in my life kept, you know, kept me, um, they didn't, they gave me negative feedback, not positive feedback. I didn't really feel like I was good enough. Mm. Um, but God saw who I really was, what he put into my heart to do, and he kept nudging me to, to uh, write. So I'm- I quit my job <laughs> to pursue a writing career. Wow, and I, and I had uh, I had folks in my life who I love very much who said, "What makes you think you can write?" 
Wow. Well, just for the record, your writing is pristine, and I know because I have I have all kinds of coaches and people helping me, and they I I rewrite more than I write. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of that in my writing, too. Well, you, it's, sure. be, it's a beautiful product by the time it has a cover on it. I'll say that about you. Your oh, writing is you. beautiful. And I'm a connoisseur of writing, I think, because I pay attention so much to it. Well, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is if you now you have a daughter of your own, and in elementary yes. school, you decided to pursue a dream that had been dormant for, you know, 20 years, 15, 20 years, and now you're a young mom, and you have this elementary school daughter, and you decide to do something very daring. So how did that affect your daughter? Well, I, I think she was proud of me. Aww. I think she was proud of me. Plus, quitting my job gave me more time with her. I was able, I wrote from my home, and I was here when she was done with school. She didn't have to worry about staying after school and, uh, in an after-school program um, mm-hmm. or going to grandma's. I, I just, I think that even now, she's, right now, she's a young mom. She's, a, mm. she's got a two-year-old, and she's expecting another one. Um, I think even now she's proud of me for for going ahead with my dream. I'm so proud of you. And you mentioned not having, um, you know, struggling to have enough confidence to do this. I just want to tell my listeners, don't be confused by what she's saying, because I met her at a Christian communicators conference we're the class of 2018, and I will just tell you, everyone in the room loved Sandy because of her beautiful, your beautiful heart just won everyone over and made us want to trust you and respond Aww. to you. Yeah, and so whatever, you know, sometimes our culture just really loves extrover- extroverts more than introverts, I think. This is what true. Some of my kids tell me that, you know, that I have both in the family and the introverts in the family tell me it's not fair. But sometimes I just think we don't see the value of the other other people around us and how they're wired. But now that you're an adult in a group of women who are all communicators and all very successful people, you still stand out. You're just an amazing human being, marvelous wow. in all that God designed and very talented. And so... If a person like you can say, wow, I just didn't have self-esteem, didn't, didn't value myself, I think that's probably true for all of us. I think everyone struggles with that. I, I agree. And everyone who has, uh, that I have heard shared this, um, uh, this talk with about being in a box, they all can relate. Every, yeah. every person can relate to somebody the people the thing is people don't see in you what God sees in you what God put there he put there from the beginning and to prepare us for our journey through life he has given all of us this creativity so it's not mm-hmm. always writing it's not always singing it's not always uh being an artist um those mm-hmm. those things people think of naturally but what about carpentry what about making beautiful quilts what about baking a uh, a wonderful cake and and uh, redoing recipes over and over again 
so that they're they're really delicious. You know what? Two two of my favorite things that people don't think of as creativity, but they bless me all the time. I have one or two friends in particular who are great at organizing a a hospitality, and I can't hardly get organized. I mean, my hospitality is always very spontaneous. But I admire that so much in them because all their creative thoughtfulness goes into making a special moment for somebody else. And then the other one that I think that I think is amazing is when people can do numbers. My husband is gifted at adding and subtracting and doing numbers and making our budget work. And I'm I'm just in awe of that. It was not how I was gifted. And but, that comes from God too. That these these natural abilities. Yes. I I noticed um, when I was still at my other job, my my job that I quit to become a writer. There was this uh, lady custodian. She actually, she excelled. Uh-huh. She was so good at her job that um, that you, you just she kind of she kind of exuded light. She was just so appealing. I just loved her to death. She was yes. so good at that job. And I had another person who was who was such a talented programmer that. That we were all programmers, and we just we would go to him to ask him, you know, a question about a problem we were having, you know, and he could see pretty pretty quickly the to the heart of the matter and, and send you off. These are all creative abilities, God given talent well, that, let me, it is that people just don't think about. Since we only have a couple more minutes, two minutes left on this program, give me one. I know. It's going to wrap up so quick. I'm really grateful you've been with me today. I want you to come back, and we're going to talk about your book in depth because I love books, and I want to talk about A Rebel in My House. I don't want people to miss a chance to find that at SandraMervilleHeart.com. But also, before we leave, give me a shout-out to young moms out there, and they know their kid has a lot of creative imagination and energy and they don't quite know how to not put the kid in a box so give us give us a little tip on that real quick i would have loved if my parents would have encouraged me or or at least not stopped me from writing um or you know maybe your your child is musically inclined maybe they love to play the guitar or the piano or the violin or whatever it is um i would I would just give them a place they can go to do that, give them the encouragement to pursue that part of their dream. They may not stay with it, it may be a passing fad, or it could be what they will do for the rest of their life it, and they will touch many people with what they're what they're creating i would just I would encourage them. Um, if, if my daughter had approached me, I would say, sure, go ahead, do, you know, I would take her to the library or wherever she need, felt like she needed to go to find out. And then I would, I would, um, get out of her way. I, I would love give that. her a place that she could do it and, and get out of her way and just be there when she needed something and encourage her along the way. And if she decided that wasn't for her, that'd be okay too. I want to thank Sandra Merville Hart. Thank you so much for being with us. And I also want to thank our our 
sponsor for today's show, Home Instead. If you need any more information about our sponsors or would like to suggest a topic for upcoming shows, I hope you'll contact me at kathycraffy.com. That's uh, Kathy with a C, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo.com. Sandra, thank you for everything you shared today. I just wish we had more time. And I want to thank our listeners for listening today and for joining us on Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio. Thank you, Kathy, very much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.